Hey babe, it's Paige. I'm so grateful you're here. This podcast audience of awesome women is growing with every episode and I'm dying to connect with you personally. So if you'd like to chat, text the word pivot to my new number, 213-325-4600. There you can enter your contact info and you'll immediately find helpful links for some one-on-one support in either getting organized or making your next pivot with confidence. Again, you can text the word pivot, P-I-V-O-T, to 213-325-4600. And that number will also be linked in all the show notes. Then we can start a conversation about how I can support you these days. I can't wait to talk to you soon and join forces because we are better together. Enjoy today's episode. Paige Killian, founder and CEO of Everything With Style. I've built a business helping busy moms of littles get organized in three simple steps. Like many of my clients, I love being a mom and I also desire more. If you've ever felt that stirring in your heart, that whisper or really loud voice that keeps you up at night, then you are in the right place because this is not a solo mission. Whether you're a little curious or totally ready to be a mom, boss, and use your God-given gifts to serve others, step into your calling, turn your passions into purpose, and still make it to the carpool line on time, then girlfriend, it's time to pivot. I've got you, now let's get started. Hey, hey, thanks for joining me today for another episode of the Time to Pivot podcast. Merry Christmas to you. Today, this episode is actually airing on Christmas Day. Now, if you are listening on Christmas Day, I am terribly impressed and very grateful. I know that you have a lot going on in your life. So if you are listening to this later on, that is okay. I'm just really grateful you're here. I did think that it would be fun to read a little something from a book that I wrote not that long ago. And in this chapter called Grace Under Pressure, I actually share a story that happened to our family, to my son, who was so little a few years back whenever I actually was writing this and it happened on Christmas night. So I thought this might be the perfect opportunity for me to share this story. If you guys haven't heard it before, I actually recorded a podcast episode on my other podcast, the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast, and it did have a little bit of this story in it as well. So this might be the second time you're hearing it, but I'm going to talk a little bit more today about actually having that grace under pressure as we go into the new year, because on the time to pivot podcast, we talk about the importance of pivoting, doing it with grace and integrity, but at the same time, pivoting with confidence and really leaning into change and expecting that There is going to be the unexpected, expecting that things are going to go up, that we don't have a lot of control over. And that is when we need to have that grace under pressure. And that is when we need to be willing to pivot, try something new, perhaps, and see how that's going to work for you. So I encourage you as you're going into the new year, no matter when you're listening to this episode, you have the opportunity to pivot at any time that you need to throughout the year. And I really 
appreciate when people are open and honest about struggles that they've been through, hard things, wild and crazy experiences, because I think we can learn from each other. So I thought I would share something that happened to me, the mom that really tried to plan ahead, really tried to have things mapped out. And then I had to figure out how to pivot because something crazy happened. So without further ado, I am going to tell you, I'm reading from my book. If you haven't gotten it yet, or you haven't heard of it, it is called I've Got You Girlfriend. And the subtitle is Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. It is not a solo mission, guys. It is not. If you need help, reach out and ask for help. I am here to help you. I am here to support you. And when you hear what happens in this chapter, you're going to know that I had to learn the lesson of asking for help as well and having that grace under pressure when that's not always so easy. All right. So I'm going to start about a quarter of the way through this chapter because I had already been talking about another situation where I needed to have grace under pressure. Here we go. Have you ever extended grace to someone under pressure? Could you consider it? Has it been offered to you? Could you ask for it? Since this is only one of the many times I've been humbled by and had to advocate for my child, I'll go ahead and share another parenting experience with you when grace under pressure was tested. Let me set the scene. One Christmas night, I arrived at our family's home for holiday dinner with the kids in my fairly new car. I had it for a couple of months and had realized on day two that I was going to have to always leave one door open while loading and unloading if my Duke was in the car. At age three, my little guy loved to push every button on everything. So when he discovered the lock button, which he could easily reach from his comfy car seat, we had to have quite a few heart-to-heart -heart chats about the importance of resisting the urge to push it when mommy was out of the car. I know you know what's coming, but I need to make something clear. I did read the owner's manual upon purchase, you know, the old quick skim for the necessary bullet points, and proceeded to fix the child lock on the door so it couldn't be opened from the inside, ensuring my child's safety. I had even had the forethought to opt out of child locking Isabel's side as she was old enough to know when it was safe to open her door. So if there was in fact an emergency, she could get herself out of the car via her door. To top it off, I even disabled the window on Duke's side so he wouldn't have the option of rolling it down to toss a toy or sippy cup out while going 90 miles per hour down the California freeways. Yes, fellow mom, I had thought it all through, and I was making my potential weapon on wheels, according to my dad when he was teaching me to drive at age 15, as safe as possible for my little important family. This one tricky element was my nightmare, though. For some reason, there were only lock buttons on the backseat doors, no unlock buttons. I assumed the point was to keep littles from unlocking and opening the doors at unsafe times, even though that issue was null by simply using the child lock on the door. Duke wasted no time satisfying his curiosity and pressed this lock button no less than 1,000 times in the first week we got the car. Because there was also the option... Of the keyless entry, I had burned it into my brain the absolute necessity of keeping one door open while going in and out of the car. 
i.e. on grocery days or any other reason I may be loading and unloading with Duke strapped tightly into his car seat so he couldn't escape. The other option was to keep my keys on me the second I hopped out of the car. So if the door did close and the lock button was pressed, I'd be able to still unlock it from outside the car. Have I painted this picture with absolute certainty that I totally tried to do everything in my power to keep my kids safe and protected? Again, you know where this is headed. Upon arrival at my family Christmas dinner, my husband and I took turns unloading the high chair and the green bean and tomato side dishes I'd prepared for a joyful gathering of 22 family and friends, mm -hmm. the perfect number of witnesses for the scene that was about to unfold. As I let my daughter out of the car to run inside to greet the family, I realized we couldn't both get out and around my open car door, so I temporarily closed it leaving Duke mere seconds to act. His heightened awareness of each door being closed simultaneously and his constant state of urgency collided. It was his moment, the very second. It also registered with me that every door just closed with Duke left alone in the car, strapped snugly to his seat, was met with a muted click. My heart stopped. And instant tingles took over my body. I lunged at the door handle, then the other one, then the trunk, and then the final two locked, all locked. And the car still running as my keys, cell phone, and shocked son sat inside the car. In that moment, I had lots of options. Scream, cry, panic, cave to the mom guilt of messing up crazily tug at the doors and run to find something to carefully break the window or take a breath, assess the situation and calmly address my son who was definitely putting the pieces together in his head. My husband in his Santa hat was casually walking back toward the car to see if I needed any more help getting Christmas dinner supplies into the house. I did. I needed help. I needed him. I needed God. I needed to keep my cool and figure out what the heck to do next without freaking out. I said, Duke just locked himself in the car. With fast, nervous looks exchanged and the typical dad move of double checking every single door that I had just checked, he said, I'll call AAA. I calmly let Duke know what had happened and decided now would be the time for him to learn how to wiggle out of his safe, comfy car seat and climb toward the front seat to press the unlock button of my running car and all would be well. This brilliant plan was short-lived though, because I knew in the long run, I didn't want my curious, energetic, and sometimes boundary-pushing three-year-old to know how to slide through his straps of safety. I quickly abandoned that idea and told him to just sit tight and I would get him out soon. About that time, more family started to arrive and my husband filled them in on the situation at hand. The seasoned moms kindly offered words of encouragement like, oh yes, I've been there. It'll be okay, mama. The men's jaws dropped wide-eyed looking over at the other men to silently say, oh crap. Word spread to the others inside as standing beside my son with a car door in between us, lit only by the multicolored Christmas lights on the towering palm trees in the driveway, I prayed for the right solution. Our sweet and concerned crowd of onlookers started to walk around the car. 
I knew if I was feeling some pressure and anxiety from this, my Duke could be feeling it too. As uncomfortable as it was to speak up and say something, I knew I needed to do so. I tried to say lightly, thank you for checking on us, but I'm trying to keep this situation as calm as possible. Duke is getting more anxious, so I was hoping you could give us some extra space. I was taking a chance of sounding like a bossy mom, but I knew it was the smartest thing to do for us. To preserve any quiet, calm minutes we might still have in case of a panicked meltdown upon realizing he was trapped in a locked and running car. Thankfully, they totally understood and left us in the driveway to figure out our next step. I assured them we'd be back inside, hugging them all soon and laughing about it. As they walked inside, I felt my rapid heartbeat start to slow down. I was so glad I'd spoken up. None of us wanted an audience. Plus, I figured I had saved my son from a nervous breakdown if everyone had started crowding around us and talking to Duke through my blacked out window as the clock kept ticking. Now, we needed a plan. AAA wasn't picking up the phone on Christmas night, so I confidently said, you need to call 911. My husband looked so surprised and said something along the lines of, that's for emergencies, to which I replied, this is an emergency. Our three-year-old is locked inside of a running car and will soon start to really panic if we don't get this door open. It was true. It was an emergency. This is what our officers and firefighters were trained to do, rescue people in need. I'll never forget my friend telling me her story of accidentally locking her son in the car at Target at a parking lot on a hot day. She felt the rush of adrenaline and reached out for backup from fellow mom shoppers as they walked by her car. One of the ladies strongly urged her to call 911 immediately. With that same moment's pause to decide if it was a true emergency, she confirmed in her mind that it most certainly was. They waited with her as her son was rescued from the car, and what seemed like a routine target run became a parenting lesson. I'm so grateful she passed on this warning story to me. Now that I was in this position, I knew that's what needed to be done, and I didn't need anyone else's confirmation. I had to be an advocate for my kid. It didn't matter if that seemed to someone else like the third or fourth thing to do after other attempts had been made. I had quickly played out scenarios in my head, like chipping away at a window only to have it shatter all over the front seat and scare the daylights out of my kid. Or what about getting a wire hanger and jamming it haphazardly into the side of the door, potentially hurting someone in the process? Or what if I coach Duke to climb out of his seat and go unlock it from the front door, only to have him throw the car into drive, rolling right into the front of the house? No, I had to think about the option that would cause the least amount of stress on my child, get him safely out of the locked car, and handle it in a way I wouldn't massively regret later. I didn't want to allow the uncertainty to go on too long without deciding on a plan of action. The indecisiveness would only bring on more stress and anxiety and turn into a bigger scene. I must say, I see this very thing as a metaphor for many parts of our busy life. It's not always easy to make decisions because sometimes there are several options. It's our job as a parent to make those hard decisions, even if they are wrong, to reevaluate and then quickly move on to the next option if necessary. P.S. This is where the pivoting comes in. Hey, quick reminder, you can now get my book in four different ways. 
head over to Amazon and search up I've Got You Girlfriend. The subtitle is Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. You can find it there on e-reader. That's through the Kindle app, paperback, hardcover, and the audiobook. So if you're enjoying this podcast, I have a feeling you may love the audiobook. Again, it's called I've Got You Girlfriend, Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. Thanks so much for making it a bestseller and back to the show. In the process, we also have to advocate for our kids in these moments because we know them best. It's easy to overreact, panic, and let stress and anxiety overwhelm us. And that's just on a Tuesday. Emergency situations truly shine a spotlight on us. Will we have grace under pressure? Will we panic, fall apart, and cause those around us to melt down too? It can honestly go either way. That's life. And thank God forgiveness and grace are offered to us every hour of every day when we choose the wrong option. Trust me, I was praying from the second I heard that click all through the time those wonderful firemen worked their way into my front door to get to the unlock button and on to the end as we thanked them and hugged them, vowing never to push that button again without mom's permission. God is good all the time. I don't know what I do without him and my husband and fireman. I was so grateful. I took inventory of the blessings during the ordeal. I was grateful for my wonderful husband who placed calls both to AAA and to 911 so I could focus solely on keeping my son calm. I was so thankful for the understanding and support of our family. The light chill in the California air was just enough to keep me alert without being too cold so I could wait patiently next to Duke. I was overjoyed when the firefighters arrived on the scene saying, don't worry, mom, we'll get it open. One even confessed to being in the same boat last year with his toddler. In the end, I was so grateful that my friend shared her story with me without hesitation, even if there was concern of judgment. She knew how important it was to tell every mom she could because it can happen to all of us, no matter how present and responsible we are. And I'm so glad she did. Here's the moral of the story. Well, maybe there are a few. Prayer and a level head can keep you calm in a sticky situation, no matter how hard you try to prevent one from happening. Don't worry about what you look like when you're advocating for your awesome kid. Rely on others to help when you need backup and do not second guess those great instincts God gave you. This is true in an emergency and every other day of the week. Take a moment to think about some situations where you've had to offer some grace to someone. How about a time you've had to advocate for your child? How about a time when you have had grace under pressure? On the flip side, perhaps you didn't give someone the grace they needed, or you feel like you should have been a bit more empathetic when met with a complicated situation and you'd like to have a do-over. That's not always an option with people because we aren't perfect and we don't always do and say the right thing but it is an option with God. Maybe we choose the right thing, but fail to do it with the compassion we should have had. While we wrestle with right and wrong and with our actions that reflect the level of grace we did or didn't have, I'm so thankful for a savior who saves me from myself every single day. That's compassion. That's empathy. That's grace. Being a mom is tough. 
It comes with a million decisions to be made and some are more obvious than others. You can't waste time on making them when that means potentially adding more stress and anxiety to yourself and your precious family. Trust that God will grant you the grace you need when feeling the pressure. And remember, you have the power to give grace too. So what areas of your life are in limbo? What decisions need to be made now that have been put off or perhaps ill-advised from the beginning? It doesn't have to be in a state of emergency to have a significant impact on your life. Don't be afraid to do a complete 180 degree shift in your plans. Sometimes greatness is born from this. Remember, you don't have to do it all perfectly. And if you are having trouble figuring out how to make tough or even easy decisions for you and your family, ask for help. Seek advice and outsource some of the responsibilities that come with adulting and parenting. I promise you, nothing is more freeing than leaning into the reality that you don't have to do it all alone. By his grace, you aren't alone. So that is the end of Grace Under Pressure. Thank you for listening along for story time today. I wanted to put a couple of things on your radar. Obviously, I want to tell you that we don't always have to have grace under pressure. That is why we can ask for help. That is why we can mess up. That is why it is okay to make mistakes and make sure you are acknowledging that you make mistakes to your kids. They need to know that it's okay to make mistakes and mess up. And it's okay if they don't do that gracefully all the time. Sometimes when we have pressure, we don't make the right decisions. Sometimes we behave badly. Sometimes we do and say things that we might regret later. Just know it's okay. This is why we all need grace. Thankfully, we have a forgiving God who will happily remove that stress and pressure from us if we just decide that we're going to consult him on some of these choices that we're making. Additionally, he has put incredibly talented, empathetic, kind, wonderful people who want you to succeed in our lives. So if you need help, even if you feel like you don't have trusted people in your circle of friends, in your village, in your neighborhood, in your family, sometimes that is the case. There are plenty of people outside of that who do want to help you. I'm one of them. I would love to be able to help you. So just know it's okay to mess up. It's okay to ask for help. Go into 2024 messing up as gracefully as possible and letting people know that you're sorry if you did something wrong or unkind or disrespectful. I'm certain that you didn't do it on purpose, but just know that like there's an opportunity for you to mess up daily and still be a great human, still be okay, and still teach your children wonderful lessons that they'll be able to keep with them for the rest of their lives. Another thing I want to say is if you are needing help right now in person or virtually, I wanted to put a couple of dates in your brain so you can put them in your calendar for January, 2024, and also for February in January, I'm actually hosting an event. If you are local, or if you decide you want to travel, I'm hosting an event in my home, January 27th. It's a Saturday. It's going to be from 10 to probably 2 PM. We're working out some of the details by the time this airs, 
the details will be done. So we will make sure to put a link in show notes in order for you to click on that and get more information about it. What I would like for you to know is that this is an opportunity for you to be surrounded by other people who are going to be willing to give you grace, who do not expect you to be perfect. And I'm going to be here and a dear friend of mine that I have met not that long ago and just fallen madly in love with her. Lauren Little is going to be here. She's the one who I actually have an episode where I talk about experiencing hypnobreath work for the first time. That's who I work with. And we are going to have her here after I speak. We're going to have vendors, some fun, all kinds of fun vendors who are going to be here for some light shopping. There are going to be clothing and accessories that are available for you to check out. If you feel like your kids got all the fun things for the holidays and you want to do a little gift giving for yourself, a little belated gift giving in January, by all means, I'm going to put some things here in place for you to be able to do that. So Mark your calendar for the 27th. You will be able to come and enjoy some great shopping. You will be able to come and hear a message that is going to propel you into the new year with feeling confident about embracing change and pivoting in the most beautiful way, even when some mistakes are coming up for you. And that is okay. We love those mistakes. They help us learn. They help us learn. It's going to be a good thing. Of course, I'm going to be sharing some thoughts on getting organized in the new year. So there will be that as well. And then, as I mentioned, Lauren Little is going to lead us in a beautiful and powerful hypno breathwork session. Now, I want to make this very clear. I actually just went to an event that she hosted recently in person. It was the first time I did the hypno breathwork session in person with her and with a group. It was life changing. It was certainly year changing. Like I am going into this new year now feeling so much more clarity around what it is that I feel like God is calling me to do. So there is something to be said for being in person around other like-minded people who are looking and seeking the same things that you are. Please join us for that. It was a powerful experience. And I knew right then and there, I had to bring her into my home and have her at this event as well. So do not be afraid. She is not going to be hypnotizing you. If you don't know what hypno breath work is, don't worry. I will drop the link to that episode where it explains a little bit more about what it is, but she just shows you a way to breathe. That is not like the typical type of breathing you do with meditation. It's super cool. And you sort of almost feel like you have this transportation, if you will just go with me on that into almost like a hovering over you experience. Don't let that scare you. It's really cool. And things just become so much clearer. At least that's the experience that I've had. And everyone does have different experiences, but this has really changed my life. And I really, really want you to experience it as well. So come join us for that. It's also really fun. Okay. It's going to be really fun. Speaking of fun, Here's the other thing I would love for you to put on your calendar. Join me virtually for my four-day online organizing challenge in February. It is the 5th through the 8th of February. I will drop that link as well in show notes so that you can click on that and check it out, read more about it, and then register. Send the link to your friends. It is a virtual so I can end up talking to more people at a time. The recordings will also be 
sent to you after. So you can have those replays. If you didn't get to show up live, I understand we all have crazy busy lives. Many of us work as well, or we just have activities that we need to be doing during the day. If you show up live, you will actually be entered to win lots of fun raffle prizes. If you're not able to show up live, it's still okay. You will get those replays emailed to you that day after we record them. So no worries. You're not going to miss anything other than those raffle prizes. So show up live if you can, even if you can only show up to one or two, but it's the four day event. We're going to be talking about getting organized in three simple steps. So day one, day two, day three, those will each be one of the steps of getting organized in my three E's philosophy. So those three simple steps of getting organized, those are going to be amazing. They are going to free you from the stress and the overwhelm of getting organized. I am not in the business of creating more stress around getting organized. Nope, we do that enough in our own brains, right? I am here to make sure that you know how to simplify the organization process. And also it's gonna be fun too. It's really a good time. And then on the fourth day, oh my gosh, the fourth day when we ran this challenge in November, it was amazing. It was all about the transformations. It was talking about like mentally, what kind of you went through if you were struggling because you were holding on to these things so tightly and you desperately wanted to not lose something that was sentimental, but it was taking on that clutter title in your home. I don't want that for you. I want you to feel like anything that's valuable to you, anything that's important to you is going to be displayed. It's going to be used. It's not going to be shoved underneath a whole bunch of other boxes in the back corner and nobody ever gets to enjoy it or see it. And then we're going to process all of these things. If they are hard to let go of, we're going to talk about how we can let go of that again with confidence and it being such a simple way to move through the organization process. So if that's something that tends to come up for a lot of my clients, if that's something that comes up for you, just know we are going to address that. I felt the need to go ahead and talk a little bit more about that in particular, because that does really come up a lot. Maybe you're the person who loves a good purge and is so ready to get rid of the old, pass that on to somebody else who could use it perhaps, and then only have things in your home that absolutely bring you joy that you are using things that are helping with systems in your home. So it runs more smoothly. This is also for you as well. If you are an organized person and you love doing that, you will enjoy it. And I'll tell you one of the best things is that it is loaded with photo examples. I am here for a before and after you will definitely be seeing that as well. So please sign up. As I said, mark your calendar for February 5th through the 8th. Join us. It's going to be a one hour Zoom each of those mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then again, I will send you those recordings. So if you did show up live and you want to watch it back again later and you want to take notes or you want to just watch it as you're implementing these organization things, you can do that too. If you didn't get to show up live, then you'll have those replays that you can watch as well. Hopefully this was helpful for you. And listen, if you are going through it this year, just know 2024 is a brand new, fresh start. And if you need help in any of these areas, if you need help just simply in goal setting and laying some things out for the rest of your year, 
I'm here for you as well. I want you to know that I offer multiple ways for us to work together. So reach out to me at everythingwithstyle.com. You can go to the contact page and you can find me there, or you can just email me at page at everythingwithstyle.com. Let me know what's going on for you. I would love to be here to support you in the new year. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you all have an amazing series of holidays back to back and have a great fresh start in 2024. Cheers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Time to Pivot podcast. If it was helpful for you, I'd love for you to head over to Apple Podcast, hit that fifth star and write a review. Want to book me to speak at your next event or work with me one-on-one to get clarity around your gifts, how to serve others and go from stuck and stressed to focused and fulfilled? Reach out on the contact page at everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on social at everythingwithstylemom. Thanks again for listening and sharing the podcast. And mom boss, remember this, your gifts are meant to be shared. Don't keep them to yourself and stay in your comfort zone. This is your time to pivot.